Our reading is um, from Exodus chapter 31, verses 1 to 11, and it's on page 90. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Moreover, I have appointed Aholiab, son of Ahissamach, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. Also, I have given ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I have commanded you. The tent of the meeting, the ark of the covenant law, with the atonement cover on it, and all the other furnishings of the tent, the table and its articles, the pure gold lampstand and all its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils, the basin with its stand, and also the woven garments, both the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and the garments for his sons when they serve as priests, and the anointing oil and fragrant incense for the holy place. They are to make them just as I commanded you to. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning. Very nice to see everyone here today. And a special welcome again to the Ellis family. It's really great to see you here this morning. And we hope that you can stay behind after the service for teas and coffees and to get to know some of our congregation. It's really lovely to see you this morning. I'm sure many of you have grown up hearing, reading the stories of the Old Testament. And, you know, we've got these characters, haven't we, in the Old Testament? David and the story of David and Goliath. We've got Moses parting the Red Sea, Daniel in the lion's den, Samson, Joshua. You know, these stories of these, of these people who in themselves weren't really very impressive. But because God was in them, because they were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, did incredible things because God had anointed them to do those things. And they're great stories. You know, no wonder Hollywood, in the last few years in particular, has taken hold of some of these stories and taken hold of them and made them into great films because we're encapsulated, aren't we, as people by these stories of the Old Testament. Two years ago, when my daughter Sophia was baptized, or just under two years ago, she was baptized here at Christchurch, and she received this Bible story book as well. And I've tried for the last couple of years, to the best of my ability, when I do bedtime, which is not always, but I do quite regularly do bedtime, that I read these stories to her from this book, the Bible story. It's a brilliant, brilliant version, children's Bible. And she loves the stories. She absolutely, Anna can testify to that. She loves the stories, particularly the stories with the animals in it. She loves Noah's Ark. And every time we see an animal, we get an animal noise along with the picture. But she loves the stories. They're brilliant, brilliant stories in the Old Testament. Why don't you just turn to the person next to you and ask them, what's your favorite story from the Old Testament? Just turn to the person next to you. What's your favorite story from the Old Testament? My favorite, I would say, probably has to be David and Goliath. Is that a surprise to some of you? Probably not. No, I love the story of David and Goliath, that David takes on this man that's probably 10 times his size because God and the Holy Spirit is in him. You know, today I'm going to be speaking of a man in the Bible that does not have his name in lights, like some of these other people of the Old Testament. 
This is a man who I've entitled the unsung hero, Bezalel the unsung hero, because he's not well known to most of us. Probably some of us here haven't even heard of this man, Bezalel. But Bezalel was filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and because God was in him, he was able to do incredible, incredible things. God loves to take people that are open to him, like Bezalel, and say, here am I, God, send me, use me for your purposes, use me for your glory. Just to give a little bit of context to this passage, Exodus 31, we see that God has liberated the Jews from their slavery in Egypt. Okay, Moses has parted the Red Sea, they've walked through on dry ground, they're now in the wilderness, and they're on the way to the promised land. Okay, and they're grumbling, they're complaining to Moses, and they say, you know, Moses, why don't you just send us back to Egypt? Because at least in Egypt we had food, at least in Egypt we were provided for in some way. And they're prone to worshipping false idols, false gods made out of stone, out of wood, out of gold. And so it's decided that a portable dwelling place for God must be made. A portable dwelling place for God must be made. And this place is called the tabernacle. Okay, and it's a big deal. The tabernacle is a big deal because it's the dwelling place of God himself with his people, the Israelites. And so they can't just put any old person on this job to, to make this tabernacle, to make this portable dwelling place for God. This is where Bezalel comes in. A man that was anointed, a man that was gifted with the task of being a craftsman for this specific job. And Moses gets the instructions. God says to Moses, Moses, you know, you've got many gifts, you've got many talents, but this isn't one of them. Yeah, you're not gifted in this way. So I'm going to anoint my servant, Bezalel, who is a gifted craftsman, and he is going to make this tabernacle, this dwelling place that I will be with my people. The role of Bezalel was not that of a priest. It was not that of a warrior like in the Old Testament that we see many times. His role was that of a craftsman. Of a craftsman. And as I've been reading this, this last week, this passage, there's two things for me that come out and stand out as the importance of this man. What did this man come to do? The first is this man was gifted as a craftsman. Bezalel was a gifted, gifted craftsman. A few years ago, I worked in the jewelry business in London. And, um, and I was always fascinated by the way in which People in the jewelry business that make rings, that make necklaces, could, could work really out of not much to make something so beautiful. And it was members of my family that were able to do this, and, and people that I worked with. And it was incredible to go to the workshops every now and again and go and see what they could make, what they could design, and work with their hands in such an incredible way. I've always been in awe of photographers, people that can capture a picture which just looks amazing. There's a man on our staff team called Sam Dinsmore that some of you might know. And Sam, it just has this gift to be able to take a photo that you look at and you think, wow, I would never be able to take a photo like that. I'd spend hours just trying to get something that looks a little bit similar, but it would look terrible. It's just not my gift. I've always been in awe of musicians that can sing or can play an instrument in such a way that just brings joy to your ears. And Nick was an example of that. What a fantastic voice she has. When I sing, it doesn't sound very good. It really doesn't. It sounds like a cat being strangled. It's not, it's not a good noise. It's not a good noise. But I've been in awe of these people that can do these incredible things, that have been gifted, that have been given this talent to do such amazing things. Just spend a moment thinking to yourself, what gift 
what talent has God given you to work with? What gift, what talent has God given you personally to work with? Just spend a moment thinking about that for a sec. God has gifted you. God has gifted you. You know, one thing that I've learned in my life of being a Christian so far is that God loves to use people who are open to him. God loves to use people that say, you know what, God, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. And he takes those gifts, those talents that he has given us, and he uses them for his glory to expand the kingdom of God. It's an amazing thing. And you might not think, as you've just been thinking about your talents, your gifts at the moment, you might not think that they're as good as those of the people in the Old Testament. Maybe you don't think you're as gifted as Moses or as David or, or as Daniel or as anyone else in the Old Testament. Maybe you don't think your gifts, your talents are as good as the person that sat next to you. But let me tell you that they are. Your gifts have been given by God to use to participate in the mission of God. And you know what our job is as Christians? Our job is to work our socks off, to hone those skills, to hone those talents that God has given us, to use them for his glory and for his purposes. That's our job, to give the glory to God. And that's what I see in Bezalel. Bezalel was a man that was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to give the glory back to God. That God used him for this specific task, to make this tabernacle, to make this dwelling place for God. Bezalel understood that it's not about him. Bezalel understood that it was about something else, that it was about Yahweh, that it was about God. You know, I think it's so easy for us in our culture today, is it not, that we, that we navel gaze, that we look at ourselves, and we think, oh, you know, it's all about me. It's all about my feelings. It's all about how I feel and what I do. We were never designed to be like that. We were created to look to God. We were created to worship God because it is all about Him. It's all about Him. It's not about us. I think we get so bogged down so many times of thinking that it's about us, but it's not. It's about God. Bezalel understood this. He gave the glory back to God in all that he did. As I've been looking into this man's name, Bezalel, it's a Hebrew name, and Hebrew names have meanings. They have meanings. And, and as you split this name, Bezalel, up into three, the first part, Be, means in. Zal, in the middle part of Bezalel's name, means shadow. And the final part, El, is a Hebrew, ancient Hebrew name for God, for Yahweh. Bezalel's name literally means in the shadow of God, to give the glory back to God in all that he did. That's what it means. And I honestly believe that when we're working in those things that God has given us, those talents that God has blessed us with to use, that people are going to look at us and think, hang on a sec, what is it about that person that they give the glory to God in those gifts, in those talents that they have? What is it about them that's different to the rest of the world? Why don't they look like everyone else? Ah, it's because they've got Jesus living in them. It's because they've got God at the center of their being. A very good friend of mine, a man called Robin, who many of you will know, and Robin is a part of our 1115 congregation. 
And Robin has been very unwell the last few months, or the last few years, actually. But he's a fighter, and he presses on in the midst of being unwell. I went to see Robin a couple of weeks ago in Southampton Hospital. And I'm sitting there talking to him, asking him, you know, how are you doing, Robin? And he's telling me all the stuff he's been through. And honestly, what he's been through is incredible. I mean, hit every single angle. And all that he can do in the midst of this suffering is give the glory back to God. All he talks about is the promises of God, what God has been doing, how God has been close to him, how God has been near to him in this time in hospital. He gives the glory back to God in everything. See, this is a man who is my hero that I look up to because I think, wow, if I could be like that in 50 years' time, and despite what I'm feeling, despite what I'm going through, that I give the glory to God in everything. As I finished praying with Robin in that hospital two weeks ago, I had my dog collar on, and there was a man in the bed opposite, and he was, he was listening in to our conversation. And he said, Vicar, Vicar, come over here. He said, what has that man got that I haven't got? What is different about that man? Because I've been listening to your conversation. I've been hearing all that he's been saying. And I've been opposite him for the last two weeks. I've seen what he's gone through. He's been through hell. And yet he's giving the praise to God in everything. What is different about him? You know, I was able to say to this man there that he's got Jesus living in him. And that's why he's different. That's why he praises God. Because he's got Jesus in his heart. See, it turns out that this man had been in a car accident and his wife was in the ward downstairs in Southampton. He was doing 60 miles an hour and a car coming in the opposite direction was also doing 60. It's like hitting a brick wall at 120 miles an hour. This man should be dead, as should his wife. And he's broken multiple bones in his body and he's starting to now ask these questions about what is the meaning of life. You see, why do we leave it that long? Why do we leave it until that point where we're like, you know, God, what is it? And for those of us in this room, I just feel God has prompted me to say this. That feel that you haven't committed to Jesus Christ in your life. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to say, you know what, Jesus, I know that you're real. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Because Jesus transforms us. The power of the cross what Jesus did on that cross 2,000 years ago transforms us. I've experienced that. Robin, my friend, has experienced that. You see, that's what it means to give the glory back to God in everything, despite what we're going through, despite our suffering, with those gifts, with those talents that we have been blessed with as the people of God, to use those for the glory of his name, because it is all about him. So I'd encourage you, take those things that you've been gifted in. And honestly, in this room, we have so many gifts and talents. We are so blessed in this church. We have so many different people who have different things that they're good at. We have physicians in this room. We have business people. We have people that can build teams. We have people that are gifted in hospitality. We have people that are gifted in sport. You know, there's a whole youth group that, that need your help. Hospitality. Invite someone around for a Sunday lunch. Welcome someone that's new. So many gifts. So many talents. We have people who are mentors in this room. People that can impart their wisdom onto someone who's younger. 
You know, we've got 50 or so students that come to our evening service. Mentor them. Use those gifts, use those talents to further and expand the kingdom of God. You see, that's what Bezalel does. In all that he does, I've seen that he gives the glory back to God. And that's an incredible, incredible thing. I'm an evangelist, I would say. And um, I feel that God has given me the gift to, to talk to people. And I've, ever since I was down there, I would talk to people that were older than me. And I'm just, I'm just good at that. And I'm not being arrogant or big-headed about that. I'm just, that's something that I'm good at. There's not actually very much that I'm good at, but that's one of the things I am good at. God has called me to be an evangelist. But what am I doing about it? Honestly, what am I doing about it? Am I just sitting on my hands? Am I getting off? Am I going to go and do something? I was at the beacon service of the cathedral last Sunday evening uh, for Thy Kingdom Come, big service in the cathedral. And it was a brilliant, brilliant service. It was excellent to see the churches come together. But honestly, it made my heart sad. As I looked around the room and I saw 200, 250 people in this building that can hold thousands And I thought, is this it? Is this Winchester's representation of Christians? Because if it is, then we are stuck. We've got to do something. Your time is short. What are we doing? For the evangelists amongst us, for those in this room that can communicate the gospel, that can talk to people about their faith, what are we doing? Time is short. And if we want to see something happen in this city, then we've got to get off our hands. We've got to use those gifts and those talents to do something for God, to give the glory back to him. That's what Bezalel understood. I'm just going to read a few verses to you as I close that I feel have spoken this last week. The first is Ephesians 2 verse 10. Paul says, For we are God's handiwork, Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. 1 Corinthians 12, 4-7 says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone it is the same God at work. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Romans 12, 4-8, For just as each of us has one body with many members, I love this one, these members do not have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. What gift has God given you? We all have them. We all have these talents. Yours will be very different to the person that sat next to you, I'm sure. And we can't compare these gifts because they've been given to us by God. So that has value, because God has created us in his image. Two things to leave with you. One, God has gifted you. Find out what that gift is if you haven't already. Do a strength finder test. These are brilliant ways to find out the gifts and the talents that God has given you. Ask your friends, you know, hey, you know, what am I good at? 
What can I do? How can God use me? That's number one. Number two, offer those talents and gifts to God. Say, God, you know, who's in my life currently that I can bless with what I've been blessed with? What can I do in my schools? What can I do in my church? What can I do in my community? What can I do in my city to bless other people with those gifts that God has blessed me with in an incredible way? Honestly, I'd really encourage you all to do this. And we've got so many people in this church that give so much. And this isn't a plug for me to get you to do more, believe it or not. But honestly, when we work together as the church, there's something beautiful in that. And the world will see and the world will take notice that there's something different in us. So I'm going to invite everyone to stand. And in a moment, we're going to sing the song, The Stand. Last, last week at, on Sunday was Pentecost Sunday, where the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples to go out and to preach the gospel and to use those gifts and talents for his glory. If you feel comfortable, please just hold out your hands. And if you don't, please don't. But please, if you feel comfortable, hold out your hands. And Father God, I pray and thank you for the gifts and the talents that you have given to each and every single person in this room. Lord, thank you that you have blessed us. Thank you that you have created us in your image. Lord, that you knitted us together in our mother's womb. That you know us better than we know ourselves. That you have given us something that we can use to glorify your name, to expand your kingdom. Lord, help us to understand what that thing is if we don't already. And help us and give us openings to be able to use those things for your glory, as Bezalel did. And Lord, I pray that you would fill us as a church with the power of your spirit. Because Lord, without you, we might as well all go home. Fill us afresh today with your spirit that we would go out from this place that you would send us out in the name of Jesus to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God help us and use us we pray in Jesus precious name Amen